Yo. What up? I am. What's going on? So, Bass, you have to tell this story about a guy yelling at you, calling you fat while you were taking your son trick-or-treating. All right. Well, you kind of just gave the, uh, you kind of just gave the lead away, but all right. So I took the kid trick-or-treating. Yeah, but see, that's the headline. Now we're going to find out. No, no, no. You could have just said, hear the messed up story that happened on the trick-or-treating. And I would have gone into it. Oh, okay. Come on now. What is this, amateur hour? Anyway, so we went trick-or-treating yesterday like most people did. We went to a, a different neighborhood. Usually we go to uh, my wife's sister's neighborhood, which has the big houses and uh, has all the big candy bars and the right way to go. But Doesn't that suck if you live cool. if you live in those neighborhoods, all these ruffians from all these other neighborhoods come to your neighborhood for candy? You know, I was thinking there should be an app. That tells people where all the good candy is and where all the good neighborhoods No, no, I'm saying if you live in those neighborhoods, you shouldn't have to give candy to kids who don't live in your neighborhood. Yeah, but how do you know? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you know, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. There's no way to know. I mean, it's pretty obvious who's from the neighborhood. I mean, if, like, people are parking their cars in your lawn, you know, like, if there's all yeah, these cars lined up down the block parked... Yeah, but you could do what like other kids do, and like I mean, I went. We went with uh, my kids' preschool friends, so we parked. You know, we all went to one house. We all parked there, so we could all meet up and go from there. So there's no way to tell. Anyway, so we ended up going to where uh, DJ's preschool friends were, and uh, the parents. We all went out, kind of all as a giant group, and we did a pretty decent like four to six block radius of houses. We get to the one house. And a lot of these houses in in, uh, in the area we live in, some of them have, like, very narrow steps to get to. Like, you know, maybe eight or ten steps where people have, like, an upper front porch. Some of the stairs are smaller than others, so you don't constantly see kids wiping out with their candy because some of them, you know, by the time they, they make the 360 turn to get, you know, take the candy and go down the steps, a lot of them just kind of, you know, hit the floor and spill all their candy. So at one point... DJ was falling a lot, so I was kind of doing it for him, where he would stand behind me, but I would take his bag to go, you know, trigger trees for the little guy, and they would just kind of plop it in. So I went up with a couple of the other parents because they were doing the same thing. And the guy, it was an older gentleman. I, I couldn't tell, like, exactly who he was, but he looked like he was in his 50s, maybe 60s. You know, one of those guys who walked out laughing, kind of, I'm the guy that tells it like it is. So we walked up, and I was kind of stumbling on the thing. And he's like, "You guys, all right? You got to watch out. These kids are, uh, you got to watch your kids. They're all, they're all falling off these steps." I'm like, well, "That's because your stairs are all narrow, man." He goes, "Well, that's because you're too fat, son." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, easy, buddy." He's like, "You guys, you're, he goes, you need to be on that military thing where they can uh, lose the military program where they can cut your weight real fast." He goes, "You lose a couple pounds, you can maybe make it up these stairs." All of you, all of you are going to die of diabetes and start. Screaming it out loud to everybody. Wait, he was yelling at the kids or just the adults? Well, it started at me, and then he just started screaming at everybody, at anybody who was enlisting radius, the kids, the adults, everybody. Now, he was saying these things, like my wife and the other women and other people, they were all, like, you know, by the sidewalk, whereas I was at the door. But the guy was talking well loud enough where everybody could hear it. So I was kind of laughing it off and shrugging it off and like, oh, whatever, just some crazy old man. And then, you know, my wife was like, did he just, was he calling you fat? And I was like, yeah, he was just kind of calling everybody. They were all going to die. And then the other wives were like, man, that guy was really rude. So I took a couple of steps. I started, the more I was thinking about it, the more angry I was getting. Because you try to, because, you know, 
my wife was kind of like, you know what? I know you're mad. You have every right to be. We're with people we don't really know very well. And we don't want to, you know. Yeah, right. She's the one She's the one who instigated the whole thing. You would have just walked she, away. Yeah, she, she, she ignited it. She questioned so, your, your masculinity because in front of all these other women. Like, base, honestly, you laughed not, it all. It's, you, not, it's, not, it's not even so much women. It's also in front of my kid. No, I know, but but he's so young; it doesn't really matter, really. But yeah, but it, it matters when you're a parent. You don't want to, you don't want your kid to hear anything that anything negative coming your way, you know. Yeah, but it's funny how Jill all of a sudden is trying to act like, no, come on, base. And she keeps going, you know what? Because we don't know these people, and we're trying to be, you know, we're trying to be cool with all the preschool kids because we want DJ to have friends. You don't want to be the parents that are like, oh my god, what is this guy doing? You know. So she kept saying, don't do it, please don't do it. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it. And then as I kept saying, I'm not going to, that it was like that Willy Wonka where uh, Augustus gets stuck in the tube <laughs> with all the chocolate. And he's like, he's like, it's, it's going to burst one way or the other. This thing's coming out. So I, I just, so they walked about maybe, maybe six houses down where I saw all the kids. My parents go there and I go, oh, chill, I'll be right back. And by then, you couldn't do anything. So I walked over and back to the house, and kids were just leaving the guy's house. So it was just him and I. And the guy goes, "Oh, what did you get? Did you get lost? Did you get separated from your group?" I go, "Listen, motherfucker, I don't appreciate you calling me fat, not in front of my wife, not in front of my kid, and nobody needs to hear you scream that everyone's going to die of diabetes when you're handing out candy to kids." He's like, "Oh, oh uh, I, I'm sorry. I just, I know these stairs are really steep. I don't want anybody to get hurt." And I go, "That's nothing to do with the stairs, man." You called me fat, you screamed it out loud, and you said it in front of other people, including my wife and my child, and you then began to scream out, everyone's dying of diabetes, meanwhile you're handing out stickers. I don't think that's a very appropriate thing to do on trigger treat. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, 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 did, I, did, I, I was just, I was so concerned about the stairs. I'm like, all right, goodbye. And I started walking away. <laughs> how, how, old, how old was the guy? That'd be like in the 50s, maybe 60s. Oh, okay. I mean, it wasn't like a small... He was a, a pretty decent-sized guy. He was about my size, too. So he wasn't exactly in the... Uh, he wasn't exactly, you know, the size of George Jensen called me fat. He was about my size. So I didn't even have the time to point that out. So I was just kind of in an angry mode. But, you know, and he said the apology. I kind of walked away feeling a little bit better. But then the other mothers were very impressed I did that. But Jill was kind of... She was happy with me, but she wasn't sure what to make of it. Did, was she so revved up after that that she had sex with you when you got home? <laughs> no, but I think the other mothers would have. <laughs> so, so were there were you the only husband with them, or did they have their husbands too? No, their husbands were there too, but they were the, the other husbands were kind of just laughing it off and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you should check your your homeowner's insurance. Blah blah blah. The guy, you know, you know, they were just kind of joking it off and, and, and joking around, and I was just like. Give me about 10 more minutes, buddy. And Jill was like, you know, if you want, when we're done, we can pull up to the car and you can go out and say something. So I'm like, no, that's not what's going to happen here. I'm going to wait for you guys to get out of sight. I'm going to make sure nobody sees me walk off, and I will be right back. Damn, what a badass. Well, I mean, the whole time you're just in there fessing. You're trying to, you know, the little things that I'm saying, it's kind of weird to try to be an adult to an adult. You know, you're just like, I got to go up to a guy who was twice my age and explain to him that he's being rude in front of children. And yeah. People, like, you're just being, like, right now, like, 
this isn't one of those. You're not old enough to just be saying what you want. Like you're not 80 with a colostomy bag screaming over the top of your lungs. Everyone's fat, and I want to see your wife's pit. Then I suddenly you just kind of walk away and go, <laughs> that's, "That's just an old guy who's off his rocker." This guy knew what he was doing. So that I was just not in a good spot. And then as I'm walking back, I see you know we're in a neighborhood where people are you know there's a lot of parents, a lot of kids around. And the lady's taking pictures of, of DJ. And I thought Joe was in the picture. And at first I thought the lady was using my wife's cell phone to take a picture of her and DJ. So I walked over and she's walking away. And DJ's still kind of sitting there taking a picture. And then I go, DJ, come here. And then I go, Joe, who was that lady? And then the lady turned around and just walked away. And she's like, well, I think she's taking pictures of all the kids. I'm like, I think she just took a picture of DJ. And she disappeared. For what? What was he dressed as? You know what? He was dressed as uh, Lightning McQueen, but he was dressed from head to toe. So you really couldn't really see much of him except for his face. So I don't really know hmm. what that was. Like, she wasn't a parent. I couldn't tell if she Maybe was she was the wife. Maybe she was the wife of the guy who you were going to fight. Yeah. No, because she, she was way down. She was like... Like, by the time we came there, she was already, like, there. You know so I mean? she she wasn't even in a house. She was on foot? She was on foot. It looked like a regular, like, older. It looked like a parent. She looked like she was a parent. But then as I was watching her, she was just walking back to an area that she was all by herself. Do you think this is the worst year ever for costumes? What do you mean? For, well, for instance, you, you dressed up with a Batman t-shirt and a blonde wig, and that was some sort of costume? Well, that's just an adult who doesn't really want to be in a costume. Well, you know what's funny? Our, a friend of ours, not not Sam from the podcast, not my brother Sam, another friend of ours named Sam, I said something on your Facebook page, and then I said, Base, what are you supposed to be? And then you said, whatever you said, and then he like liked my post, and then I saw on his page that he was wearing a costume also that made no sense. So I wrote on his page, Sam, what are you supposed to be? And he didn't answer <laughs> So, like, he was laughing at your costume, but then he also wore a, a costume that made no sense, too. Well, I think once you get to a certain age and you're married and you have a kid, like, when I'm at a Halloween party with my kid, my whole, like, 90% of my time is dealing with him. No, I know, but body. what? But what's the costume? You were wearing a blonde wig and a Batman t-shirt. Yeah, that, it was just, I, I, I'm just doing it up. I'm just doing it up to get by. But what are you doing? I, I, I'm just, I have a wig on. And I'm like, <laughs> part of the party. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't need to make sense. It says, I'm here. <laughs> don't look like I do every day. That's it. Yeah. Oh, because you look different? That's it? Yeah, because I, I don't usually have hair. So there you go. <laughs> you like, just... I, don't really, I don't really care about it. I mean, honestly, I mean, I, you're, you're 35 years old. Does it really matter if your costume makes sense? Uh, yeah. I mean, or you Why? shouldn't wear one. Why? Just because, what is this, a costume party? Are you just putting on accessories? Well, I would think a wig is not exactly an accessory <laughs> for a bald man. I do notice that all your costumes involve wigs. Do you enjoy the feeling of hair? No, I just enjoy the feeling of all I got to do is put this on and people will leave me alone. Would like, you con- you're the only one that won't leave me alone. Would you, <laughs> would you consider going to like that place where Brian Urlacher went restore and getting hair? You know what? I've said this before. I prefer myself bald. But I would like the option of having hair, but I'm not going to spend $30,000 to say I have hair. Yeah, but what if, what if you got an endorsement? 
Okay, Abe, if I got hair, the only thing anybody would ever talk to me about would be my hair. <laughs> Honestly. I have not even seen Brian Erlager since he got hair. Nobody wants to talk to that guy. Yeah. All you're going to say is, <laughs> you're dude, right. you look ridiculous. Well, they don't. He doesn't look ridiculous. He looks. I mean, it looks fine, but it's just you're so it, used to him with not not having hair. Yeah, every conversation would be, "Holy, did you grow hair? How much did it cost? Did they take it out of your ass? Where did they get the hair from?" I mean, every conversation would be about that. It's like Frank right, Thomas. Right now, right now, nobody even says anything about my hair. I'd, ra- I'd rather take the silence than the. Uh, oh my God! Let's have a, a twenty-five minute conversation. Laughing you about spending money that you can't grow your own hair. Well, Frank Thomas is now a commentator for the World Series, and all I think about when I see him is are those uh, Viagra commercials he does. <laughs> I think. So, I think. So does uh, Keith Hernandez used to do the uh, the gray beard and the gray hair. And yeah, just for men. Too. Yeah. Yeah, it's like why? What's the extends guy and the just for men guy doing? And then and then the other two steroid guys, A Rod and, and Big Poppy. What like, are they all doing? I about, all, I, you know, all I think about is that you guys got off with steroids. And when they had Pete Rose, I was like, okay, you guys have the biggest criminal in all the world. <laughs> Just right there. What the heck is, what is this? You're right. I can't, I can't concentrate on any of their commentary because that's all I think about. With, you know, Keith Hernandez, though, I don't think about Just for Men. I think about him making out with Elaine from Seinfeld. I, I, was thinking that, I, I think about Seinfeld, too. Yeah. Who does this guy think he is? I'm Keith Hernandez. What a ridiculous group of people to put together for your commentary team. Honestly, I mean, could they have? Thought, I mean, they, they should get like OJ Simpson. They, I mean, they're they're obviously just trying to get some kind of press. Why not get like Ray Carruth, uh, OJ Simpson, um, uh, Sandusky? Well, Ray, Ray Lewis is already on the ESPN broadcast, so I don't know if they can. They, they can't take a murder trial yet. Acting like he's like above, like a godly man and everything. Yes, he makes him seem like he's, he's like a preacher. Listen up, these these boys they need to they they need to to, to grow up. Meanwhile, he, where's the bloody suit that he killed someone or he had witnessed oh, a murder in the white suit that's covered in blood that just disappeared? The white suit that's probably in the the uh, Ford Bronco that nobody can seem to find either. You know what's interesting? Okay, so now, now the floodgates are officially open. A girl is accusing Jeremy Piven of trying to uh, sexually assault her. Kevin. Really? Sp- yeah, that that just came out yesterday. Oh, I didn't hear that one. Okay. Kevin Spacey is clouding up everyone's vision by coming out of the closet now and saying he's gay just so that people won't talk about him trying to rape a 14-year-old boy. Like he, you know, the, the interesting thing is, and I was, saying this, uh, I was saying this to somebody yesterday, all these allegations, nobody has said, I didn't do it. Yeah, well, he didn't. You're right. He's a go, uh, I don't know if I was drunk. But I need to look at a lot of things in my life. Oh, by the way, I'm gay. Like, don't don't no, say and, you're. And if I and if I did do that, then I'm sorry. What do you mean if I did do that? <laughs> yeah, it's a 14 year old kid. What did you know if you took a 14 year old kid on the bed and started like ramming your junk in his? Base, ask me ask me a question about a 14 year old. Abe, did you bang a 14? No, 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 I no. did not. And I'll take a lie detector test, and I'll stand on this hill and yell that no, I didn't do it. That's and what you do. Only, not, and not only that, but I'm getting a lawyer and I'm suing you for a slander of a question. Exactly. And if you say I did it again, I'm suing. You're right. If you say I, I did it, I will. I'm taking everything you have, and and, and I'm gonna spend my last dollar to get everything you have for saying that about me. Yep. That's what an innocent because, man does. Yep. 
I, I want because now cause any allegation, people automatically. I mean, it's guilty before anything else, right? I mean, oh yeah, Kevin, Kevin Spacey's been alleged to do something guilty. Well, Piven is saying he's Jeremy innocent. Piven. Guilty. Uh, Jeremy Piven could have could have probably not even been in that place. Could have been a guy who looked just like him. But now I'm always going to think that somebody just sexually alleged that he. He did something, and now that won't ever go away from my memory. See, that's the way, and, and here's the problem. Most of these people, they are guilty. That's the problem. Well, that's what I'm saying. Not one person said, I didn't do it. They all said. Well, Piven did. Harvey, White, Harvey Weinstein just checked himself into a, a sex rehab clinic. Yeah. He didn't, bother to, he didn't even bother to release a statement. I have a sex problem. <laughs> I'm addicted to sex. No, Charlie Sheen has a sex problem. He has HIV. Yeah, you're addicted to you rape. Have, you, you have an abusive problem. Yeah, but Piven Piven did say he it's it's a lie. He said it's not true. But you follow up. You don't just say, "Oh, it's not true." You jump on top of a a milk crate and you scream, "It's not true!" Then you immediately sue the woman. You take a lie detector test. You make everything so easy for everyone to see you're innocent. That's how you prove yep. your innocence. Yep, it's you like don't... when Taylor Swift sued the guy for a dollar. Like that's it. That's the way you do it. Exactly. You 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 make a point. To prove that they're a liar. Yep. That's the only way people will be like, all right. Obviously, they wouldn't be going through this much if they were that innocent. Yeah. And 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 for someone to come out like that, it's it's almost always true. But when it's not true, you, you do have to go out of your way to make it a point. Now, the woman who said George Bush grabbed her, who's like, I think we talked about, did we talk about this right on the podcast? But he's, he's like... Um, he, 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 I mean, you could like literally rip George Bush's arms off him. He's like prey. Yeah, he. There is nothing to him right now. So the woman who said that he tried to sexually harass her, I, I think he said he grabbed her ass and said, "I'm da- my favorite magician's David Copperfield." <laughs> but here's the thing: he has dementia, and he has a lot of problems where he, like, he's an old and he's seen. I think he's he's getting senile. You can't hold an old man who's sick. To the same standards as Jeremy Piven. Not just that, but the guy can like barely talk. I don't even know how that. He, I don't even know how that even sounded. Ah, oh, David Copperfield. Like you, he the way he said it, you'd have to like lean your head into pretty much your ear would have to be in his mouth for him to say. Yeah, I heard David Copperfield. <laughs> but have you ever, base? Have you ever been to an old folks' home? I guess I have. You have? Yeah. It's all horny old women and men. I mean, they're all, all they think about is having sex. And and, and anytime someone young comes in, it's like a, uh, it's like a rat in a snake cage. It's fresh meat. I mean, it really is. And and, and I, they're sick. Like, they're sick. And, and there's something about the way their brains work where they're, they say these inappropriate comments, but you can't hold them at a standard of someone who's not sick. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like a prison. I mean, you're sitting there with all the same people. You're going to be with these people for the rest of your life. And all of a sudden, a hot doctor or a hot nurse comes in. You're just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it's like it's like Motley Crue in the 80s, the way they acted. That's the way it is at an old folks home. <laughs> Let's see those tits. <laughs> but don't you? I do not want to live in a world that doesn't include old men who tell some kind of perverted joke and then wink. Of course. Like, that's those guys the are the best. That's, that's, the only way, that's the only way to be around people like that. Yeah, and, and the wink. Like, if you get rid of old man jokes, that also gets rid of the wink. I definitely don't want my kid growing up in a world where guys like that don't exist. I really think that young DJ would be missing out on a lot 
if he didn't have old men that winked at him after making perverted jokes. Well, I hope to actually grow into being one of those guys. So I'm hoping <laughs> okay. you will be a master old man like that, right? Like you'll. Oh Lord, yes! I already uh, told you, man. I I can't wait until the age of like sixty-five, where all my dirty jokes are considered not creepy, and I can literally sit at a gym, butt naked, reading my iPhone, and not one person would judge me. Well, now because of Harvey Weinstein, though, I'm sure all this time you were really hoping to fondle young women and stuff, make jokes. Well, I was hoping for the retirement home. I'm really senile and. Nobody's going to really understand if I grab a nipple when they take me out of the bed. <laughs> well, base. let's move on to last night, the World Series. And I must say, now, say what you want, and I have this documented. I told multiple people, and I'm going to give you a pick. Uh, let's bring back the best bet of the week just for this podcast, okay? Wow. Okay, game six. And I, have, and I don't care who believes me or not. You could ask Sam, who's not on the podcast this week. Or, wait, maybe we could get him on just real quick. Hang on, hang on. Rob through. Rob through. Call has been forwarded Damn to an it. automated voice messaging system. Hey, we don't need them. Yeah. It's all good. We don't, we, just to verify, who gives a shit? Just go. Okay. It, it would be good to have Sam verify this because the information I'm about to give is groundbreaking information. So, game yeah, six. If, if, you don't, if you don't believe, you can tweet Sam. There you go. Yeah, tweet Sam if you don't believe me. Okay, game six. I said there's something going on with the spread. Justin Verlander, who's been dominant the whole World Series, was an underdog to a loser on the Dodgers named Rich Hill, okay? So everyone was saying the Astros are going to win game six. I said, nope. Put your money on the Dodgers. What happened, base, in game six? There would be a Dodger win. That's a Dodgers win. Now, yesterday, and I'm not making this up, I said all the money is on the Dodgers. Everyone took the Dodgers last night, okay? Right. And I said there's no way that Vegas is going to allow the Dodgers to win. And what happened last night? The Astros destroyed the, the Dodgers. So, base, I, I, I don't care if, if people believe me, but I think I've cracked the Vegas code. All right. Well, if you crack the Vegas code, my friend, then you should start to be able to do your own. Uh, well, then then by sometime, well, I say next year around this time, you should have more money than God. Well, let, let's, let's bring back the best bet of the week right now, okay? You can't crack a code unless you're filthy rich, by the way. No, I think I have because... I could kind of tell who Vegas wants you to bet on. Last night, it was obvious. They were trying to make everyone think the Dodgers was the best bet. And no, it wasn't. All right. The well, night before. Like said, if, if, if by next year, if you follow this code, and we are doing this podcast on your, on your brand new jet plane that says, cool, has that <laughs> That I will say, you have definitely cracked the code. Well, here, l- l- the best bet of the week, tonight, Thursday night football, I hope you're listening to this on Thursday, and I'm going to post this. We're recording this right now. It's 10.37 a.m. Chicago time. So I'll have this posted pretty soon. Okay. It's obvious 
that the bookmakers want everyone to take the Bills tonight against the Jets, okay? The Jets are plus three. The Jets are garbage. The Bills are five and two. The Bills just got a new receiver. It should be like, the Bills should be favorites by at least five or six points, okay? But it's a plus three. They're trying to get everyone to put their money on the Buffalo Bills. I'm saying the best bet of the week, take the New York Jets tonight, plus three. Now, if I lose the game, whatever, then my, I'm wrong about, about cracking the code. But if now, now, okay, base, now, if something crazy happens, like, you know, the Jets' best player breaks his leg, like when Aaron Rodgers got injured, there's nothing you could do yeah. about that, okay? Yeah. If everything goes as planned, I believe the, the Jets game, will if cover. The game, if, the game, if the game plays out with no catastrophes, then yes. I believe if nothing bad happens, that the Jets will cover plus three. Take the Jets. Take every dollar you have. All the money you want to. If you're down from the World Series yesterday, get a sec. Go to one of the. What are those places called? Base those payday loan places? Yeah, it's the currency exchanges, the payday. Oh, the payday loan. Yeah, yeah. what do you do? You like you you give them like your your sperm or something, and then or, or your you, you give your sperm and you sign over like your next twelve checks. You, you have to like you have to like sign over your mortgage. Yeah, and then they give you like four hundred dollars. I plan on just taking my son and leaving him there. <laughs> that, isn't that what it is? Don't they take your children like hostage? Exactly. Yeah, just not. Here you go. I I packed enough diapers and. And it's like it's something like seventy percent interest. So if you pay, if you get four hundred dollars, you have to pay back like seven hundred. Yep. So go to one of those places. Put your money on the Jets. And base, you know what's funny? The way this started is I have this guy calling me, giving me picks. So really? so okay. So this guy called me, right? Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Let's let's back this truck up just a little bit. A random guy's calling you, giving you picks. No, you get if, if you if you gamble, people sell your information. Like if you're on any websites or whatever. Okay. So I get calls left and right, like, "Hey, this is Fast Johnny from Vegas." Hey, and and they always like they always casually bring up like the mob is involved. <laughs> they always say, "Hey, uh, you know, we got wise guy picks, and you know what I mean by wise guy, right?" And I'm like, "Oh, of course, yeah." So they they try to make it like. Oh, wait, wait, it's, it's a live guy. It's an actual person. Oh yeah, I get these calls like ten a day. So anyways, wow. so so sometimes I'll entertain it, sometimes I just hang up, whatever. So wait, wait, wait. So ladies, if you want to know if your dude that you're dating is a degenerate gambler, ask him how many <laughs> phone calls he's getting from mobsters trying to give him gambling picks every day. <laughs> I have never heard of this in my life, and you're the only gambler I know that is that in tune to what's happening where they're just going to say, you know what, I'm just calling this guy to give him fix. Yeah, so they always get mad and all this stuff. But, okay, so listen to this, okay. So the, I, I listened to this guy. He gave me two picks, right? <laughs> okay. I, and I did not bet on these picks, right? He And, and, and he won both picks. So I'm wow. like, oh, wow, this guy's legit. So he's like, all right, to get started, I paid him like $149. And he, wow. said, he said that would give me like... Uh, like wait, a week. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. A random guy calls you, gives you two picks, and you just trust who he is and gives him money. No, I looked up the website and everything, and I mean, believe me, it's not legit, but it's legit I enough mean, for me. Did you, did you, wait, did you pay him, like, on the phone or online? 
No, I did it on the phone, but I used a card that isn't like, it was like a Visa gift card thing. Ah, gotcha. That's a smart idea. Yeah. So, okay. So, whatever. So, I pay that money. And then every, literally, so the guy still calls me every day. Like, I have a month of free picks. But but they but they alluded to that if we start winning a lot, then they're going to be asking for more money, whatever. So I didn't care, whatever. I'm like, so yeah. the guy has literally lost, I would say, 22 out of 25 picks. Wow. So like, so like if I like I bet on a couple of them and lost, so I stopped. So then what I started doing was taking whoever he said was going to win, and I would take the other team. Yeah, they go the opposite. Yeah, I started going the opposite. I started winning with those picks. So, anyways, that's that's why I started really studying lines and looking at stuff, and that's how I personally figured out how this Dodgers and Astros game was going to go. I figured out another game with the Carolina Panthers. I figured out the game with the Chiefs the other night just by looking at it, looking at the way, looking at the way Vegas wants you to bet. There's a certain way they're trying to get you to bet. Now, sometimes it falls through, like with that Packers game with Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, whatever. But I do believe, like I said, and this is based off my research. So, I, I mean, you might not want to. If I were you, I probably would not bet on this game. But just look it up, Thursday Night Football, and see if I – because if I win, that's three in a row. Just so based – So, it went from best bet of the week to uh, do your own research of the week. Well, no, but I mean, I, I, I don't I don't recommend listening to anyone until they prove otherwise. Like, until I prove – now, I already have documentation of the two wins, game six and seven, who, by the way – I was picking against what everyone else was picking. Everyone else had the Astros game six, the Dodgers game seven. I was the opposite. This game on paper. Best bet of the week. Call your Aunt May. Call your call your grandpa. Get that inheritance tonight. Make make sure you Google all the information Abe just gave you and place the bet. Get some kind of really shady bookie. You know, it's funny. I did the disclaimers for radio stations, so maybe before and after this this podcast, we should do the uh, the proceeding. Is a paid program sponsored by the Ape Cannon Show. <laughs> so not any, the opinions and and, uh, and and comments that have been made do not represent everybody according to the Ape Cannon Show. Yeah. Before you make any bets or invest in anything that is being proclaimed, make sure you do your own research, and before you come to any conclusion or giving away any financial agreement. But what if the Jets cover the three base? Would you be a believer? Uh, Abe, I, I'm never a full believer in anything. I mean, it's gambling. That's the reason why it's gambling. But there's a certain I, way. I, I believe me, Abe. The minute I put all my money on an Abe Cannon pick, <laughs> somebody's going to get like catastrophically hurt, and the words out of your mouth are going to go, hey, son, I can't call anything. <laughs> and then I'm going, but you just called me. Go to Montel Williams and let it ride. Yeah, I, I told you, but I, you told me to put my 401k on it. I had that inheritance, lock, stock, and barrel, and you said let it ride. Did you you watch most of the World Series games, right? Yeah, it's pretty obvious that steroids are back, right? They, I, I, it, it looked to me like they are. A lot of those guys who are hitting those kind of home runs were not those skinny Bellinger guys. So yeah, it looked like the. Uh, if not steroids, but a really, really, really good supplement is floating around again. There's a, there's a new illegal supplement that they can't detect for sure. Because this year, even the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Barry Bond seasons, do you know this season was the most home runs ever hit in a season? 
And they were and they were claiming that the baseballs were all messed up, so there could have been more. Oh, they're they're saying they're juiced, right? Yeah, they were saying they're all wet. Oh, really? Yeah, which I don't even know what that means. They said they're all greasy and wet. Does it make it harder so the ball goes out quicker? I don't know what it does, but it was a uh, let's just say most of those games were like or there are home runs getting jacked for no reason at all. Yeah, I've never seen that game six was it was like thirteen to twelve the final. Like I've never seen a game where every time the ball hits the bat, it like goes six hundred feet. I saw it once this year and it was called the home run derby. Yeah, exactly. Where you have some like overweight pitching coach throwing the ball. Yeah, lobbing meatballs to Aaron Judge. Yeah, exactly. But it's I, I, dude, the minute Aaron Judge was doing that, I'm like, all right, steroids are back. I'm I'm good with it. Oh yeah, and I, I don't really. You're right. I don't really care. I mean, if it, if it, these, new, I'm sure there's new supplements that are good for you that don't really affect your body. Like before, if you took steroids, you'd end up like Lyle Alzado. You'd be dead in like, you know, ten yeah. years after you retire. Yeah. yeah. Now I think that I bet the supplements are actually good for you. Well, they. I mean, not not to promote anything that Jose Canseco did, but I read his book, and he said that when he did the steroids. He had a doctor that he was, that was telling him and testing his blood every week and telling him, okay, you're taking too much of this, try this steroid instead. Or you're taking, there's not enough of this, try this one. So he was being monitored by a doctor. Yeah, but his dick is completely dead now. I know, I'm know. i pretty sure he said that. Yeah, he did. That's what I'm saying. Like, hey, man, that's a, that's, a, that's a chance you take, man. Yeah, but is that worth it? Well, I don't know, man. I mean, shit, he's still alive, so who knows? We were talking earlier in the podcast about Frank Thomas, who's actually a clean player. As far as we know, he's the only, like, clean player of that era that was great. And he does... He was a giant football player before he ever became a baseball player. No, I know, but I'm saying... No, I know, but I'm saying he does those commercials for Extends where he's like, yo, this is the big hurt. I used to hurt bitches. Now my dick don't work. No, he goes... He goes, hey, fellas, the ladies aren't complaining either. <laughs> and and she going to like it, too. That's it. Hey, fellas, the ladies are like it, too. Oh, there, you ever see the TV commercial where Frank Thomas is at a gym wearing, like, like a full, he's wearing, like, a full jumpsuit? <laughs> and there's, there's like, two, two white ladies with her husband, and they're yeah. like, ooh, there's Frank Thomas. Ooh, he's cute. He looks like a slob. Like, he, does, he looks disgusting. I- yeah, he's getting bigger. Him and Shaq just keep getting bigger. But Shaq, the weird thing about Shaq is that he's actually in decent shape. He's just got that older, bigger look. Even Michael Jordan doesn't look good when he's out in his like Jankos and like. Uh, yeah, and like what? What is he? What kind of shirt? He doesn't he wear like weird sweatshirts all the time. He wears he wears like weird like stonewashed jeans and like. <laughs> Pompadour hats. He's got a weird, he's got a weird designer. Yeah, his jeans are the worst. Michael Jordan has absolutely the worst fitting jeans ever. You know for a fact at this stage, Michael Jordan's not picking out any of his clothes. Oh, he's picking out all of them. That's the problem. I, I think I, he, he's got that hot, hot, like cute, like whatever Spanish bottle wife. She's going, "Oh, Michael, this will look good on you." Okay. I I totally disagree. I think he. Lo- I think that's why he looks like shit because he's not letting her dress him. No, he's just dressing like a guy should look in his twenty. No, he looks. Hor- he's. What are you talking about? He's dressed like um like. Dude, anybody. He dresses like like Bill Cosby's father on the Cosby Show. <laughs> like when he when he would go to the track or something in like shitty jeans and like a hat. 
All right, you're right, you're right. Base, last night our boy Tim Sabian, who was the program director for Howard 101, he's the one who put us on. We we met, I, so I met up with him at, at a restaurant, and, and you came in like at the last second before he was about to leave. Do you want yeah. to describe why that was one of your greatest encounters ever with anyone? Because anytime you go to a meeting, Abe, I mean, don't get me wrong, Tim Sabian is fantastic, and I wish I spent more time with him than that, but... Anytime you're saying, hey, I'm going to go for a meeting. With well, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a meeting. I mean, I was just hanging out with the guy. But after 10 minutes, there's like a weird pause of, oh, okay, so everything else is good. All right, what else? Should we order some chicken wings? But with me, it was like, I walked in, hugs, how you doing? Everything's great, great, great. All right, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I could do those. I could, and everything was good. There wasn't a single, like, awkward pause. I mean, for that split moment, I was funny. You know, hard things. The kids game big. Oh, that's wonderful. You look great. You look great. I'll see you later. All right, goodbye. You're right. That was the exact amount of time. That that that's all I need. That's 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 about my entire like a game can actually give out at that moment. <laughs> like if I could do if I could do job interviews like that, like you have about you have about 125 seconds to go in and do this. It's I like a tweet. Five. I can I can get a GM position at a at, at a basketball team in no in no time by doing that. It's the longer you spend with me, well, then you start to go, oh my god, this guy's a colossal. <laughs> your your encounter with Tim was like a tweet, like a hundred and forty characters. It really was. Like it was just walked enough. In, walked in, big 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 bear hug. How you doing? You look great. You look great. All right, well. Uh, We'll be back next week. We'll, we'll we'll give you a call. Sounds great, man. I look forward to it. Goodbye. Me <laughs> <laughs> the door. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. It was perfect timing because I, I was there for a long time, and then you literally came in. Like it was a beautiful encounter, and then you were out. Oh yeah, and you know what? To be honest, that has been every uh, interaction I've ever had with Howard Stern, and that's all been good too. Oh yeah, just like a quick hey. Oh hey, base. Yeah. The drive, the drive-by. Hey, yeah. hey, uh, great steaks. Except for the very beginning when he goes, uh, what are you drinking there, bud? I got a glass of scotch. He goes, you're going to be here for a while. Why don't you slow down? I'm, All right, sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and didn't you ask him, like, where the shrimp were? Or didn't he tell you to stop eating or something? No, 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 no. That didn't happen. I thought something happened where you were eating a lot. No, no, he just, he said, I, I was, I was impressive. Oh, the way you were eating? Yeah, I was sweat. We, well, he and I, I mean, I got to say, man, he was, he was eating just as much as I was. We were both kind of going toe for toe at that little, uh, you know, the uh, the seafood tower. And he just looked at goes, my man, you are impressive. But I was like, I've been, I've been practicing this my whole life, Howard. <laughs> Some people spend hours in a gym. Some people spend hours in a batting cage. I go toe to toe with seafood towers. I will say my two favorite encounters ever with lobster were at his with the Howard Stern Christmas party, oh, and then God, yeah. and then at the B uh, the B what's called the BLT Steakhouse at Bally's the brunch. Ooh. It's a hundred dollar and a hundred dollars is a lot for a buffet, but it's all you can eat lobster. Wow! All you can eat steak. All you can eat prime rib. All you can eat crab legs if you eat that shit. All you can eat lamb. All that stuff. That's fantastic. So I I think I ate six lobster tails. And I was eating them like chicken fingers. Like, I just peeled it out of the shell, dipped it in butter, and ate it like a, a chicken finger. Wait, is the BLT, is that a Gordon Ramsay spot? No, no, no. It's I think it's called the BLT Steakhouse. I'm pretty sure. 
It's it's not it's not a Gordon Ramsay, and it's in a shitty hotel, Bellies. Like you would never expect it to be so awesome. No, Abe, that he he has a connection with that. I don't think so. I, maybe it's no, the wrong. I, hang on, let me I, hang on. I'm pretty sure Hell's Kitchen this year they are competing to be the executive chef at BLT Steakhouse. Really? Yeah. Man, it, that if that's if that's true, then that makes sense because it's awesome. Damn, oh, the $100 brunch. That's no, BL, yeah, BL, BLT steak. No, it's. I don't think it's Gordon. Or maybe maybe he's, I don't know, maybe he's involved somehow, but I don't think so. Oh, okay. But whatever, it's 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 the best. And so there I eat six lobster tails, and at the Howard Stern Christmas party, what did we eat, like at least four or five? Dude, you and I, had somebody said the, uh, the ocean called, they're running out of lobster tails, that would have been appropriate. <laughs> There, there's nothing like free – a free spread of food is by far the best, but oh God, yeah. there's something about nice grilled lobster tails that are free that make you – like you almost can't leave. No, it's like usually when, when, when a person goes to a buffet, the smart move to do is like you take one plate that's full of meat and the other plate is full of like mac and cheese, potatoes, and just the other good sides. When you and I both walk away with two plates just full of lobster tails, it's a good day. Oh yeah, and that's all you want too. You don't even worry. It's like when you go to Fogo de Chao, the the Brazilian steakhouse. The people who go to the lo- the the salad bar and they're eating like some kind of like a ton of croutons. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, the only reason I go to that salad bar is because at some point you need something else in your mouth that doesn't taste like blood. <laughs> and, and our move, our move, base you and and you and I need to do another trip to Fogo de Chao because our move is that I'm we. Down. We take turns at the bathroom. You got to make room to get that extra another round in. Yeah, so you go. So you'll go in the bathroom. You were gone for like thirty-eight minutes. I'd I'd be gone for like forty-one minutes. <laughs> you know, speaking of the the BLT the the buffet that I had, I was in the bathroom like five times while I went with Roker, and while he was still eating, I I was in the bathroom for literally an hour. Because it made it made me that sick, but then I was still it, it was it was worth it, and I couldn't even like after the meal we were just both laying down in the room. I was gonna say the problem with that is that you're game over. Like you cannot you cannot advance to anything. That day is done. Yeah, like the night's over for you. Yeah, like when we were in our twenties, I could just go home, probably play a couple video games, and be ready to go out that night. But now that we're past our thirties, I can't. If I do a meal like that, I am game, set, and match the entire day. Well, like, Sam and I, we used to eat, okay, so there'd be 99-cent Whoppers. You would eat a couple Whoppers, and then I'd play basketball, and everyone else would get, like, Gatorade, whatever else. I would get a two-liter of RC, like a two-liter of Coke or RC or Pepsi, and I would drink that, like, to refresh myself from playing basketball. If I did that now, you know how sick I'd feel? I'd be throwing up. A two-liter. I'd sit there and drink an ice-cold two-liter while I was playing basketball. <laughs> no water. Like my, You know how dehydrated my body was, probably? No shit. Well, you probably were in pretty decent shape. I'll say that much. <laughs> well, base. let's wrap it up on this because the, the bathroom stuff reminded me of this. Have you ever played fart roulette with yourself? <laughs> Why does the last thing have to be the most obscure thing in the entire world? No, but have you done that? Because I played it yesterday. 
as in uh, I got a fart. This could either be a, uh, a shark or a clear fart. Yeah, and I've never lost either, by the way. Uh, when you're sick, you do. So you've you've lost fart roulette? You've never been sick, and then like you thought a fart was coming out, you're like, whoa, no, when, I, when, I'm when, when I'm sick, I don't fart. I just go right to the bathroom. No. See, that's no, the no, problem. No. Sometimes when you're sick, a good fart, like... Like, that makes you feel better. No, because if you have diarrhea, everything is diarrhea. Like, anything that you feel, it, and, and maybe while you're sitting there, you might get lucky once and it was a fart, but you don't even yeah, chance right, it. Like, you're you're at a 90-10, whereas normally it's probably like a 10-90. Like, 10, 10% is shit, 90% is a fart. When you're sick, it's I've, opposite. I've, I've had it where you come close, where you're just like, I got a fart. They're like, whoa, 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 that's not a fart. I got to get to the bathroom. Well, yesterday, that's what happened with me. Like, I, I, I had, like... I'm like, oh shit, because I, I literally, I, yeah, exactly, and and I I thought I shit my pants, but luckily I didn't. You ever get that feeling where you did but you didn't? Yes, there is that there is that feeling like for some reason if I spend like a long night at work and I'm eating and I'm I'm working, I get in the car and by about halfway on the highway I'm like, oh man, I got I got to shit. <laughs> when I get to my crib and I live in an apartment building with an elevator, the elevator is always on the top floor whenever I hit the button. And it's at that point where I'm pacing around the lobby, just like, man, I got to <laughs> And then by the time you get to the bathroom, like, my ass is still in the air before it hits the seat. And it's just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, did I, did I, did I make it? Did Isn't I it weird it? how your body knows exactly when to release, too? Exactly. Like, how is that possible? And I've gone, I I, I've talked about this before, like, my, my technique where you stick your thumb in your belly button, you start. Listen, uh, when, it's, when it's go time, that doesn't work, brother. It, but I'm telling you, in second grade, it did every day. I'd have to go, because I used to have a phobia of using public bathrooms. Second grade, it might have worked. 37-year-old, after <laughs> slamming Jersey mics all day. <laughs> and it works. That don't work. I'm only 36, so I still have some good bowels. It, 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 it's not working, dude. <laughs> but, I mean, I've been in some tough situations holding it. And and I make well, it all I the believe, way to... I believe you, because you are notorious for... Uh, Hey, I just ate a meal. I got to take a shit instantly. <laughs> like one meal pushes the other one out of your body somehow. But the pain is, is something that I can't even describe. Oh, yes. Yes. It's not even a pain. It's like a really, really heavy urge. It's horrible. Whatever it is, it's just it's one of the worst feelings you could ever have. Well, once, well, once, well, once you get a toilet, it is marvelous. Oh, once you're there, it's the greatest thing ever. Yes. And then it's kind of like, you're like, wait, what was I all upset about? <laughs> you're back to normal. But anyways, base, we'll wrap it up, and we will holla next week. See ya. Base, base, before I let you go, what are you going to do today? What are you going to bet on? The Jets. Plus three. Don't forget to get the three points. Plus three. Jets plus three. Uh, let me let me see if I have Montel Williams still saved in my phone. <laughs> all right. Later, base. Uh, I'll see you. Thank you, Abe. For all the laughter. David Blaine, your magic is real and I believe in you.